Are you ready to make the right moves and unlock your passion? Welcome to From the Inside Out with your host, Carla D. Walker. To be your best self in your personal life and your business life, all you need to do is look within yourself. Now, here is Carla D. Walker. Good morning, world. How are you this morning? They hope you are absolutely fabulous because it's going to be an absolutely fabulous day today. No matter what has happened in the past, today is going to be great because you're going to make it that way. I'm so happy to be back. So happy to be here to be here with you today, and glad that you are here listening to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Today's topic that we're going to talk about is resilience, and it's something I think that we all need to get a little better at and focus at. There's so much going on in the world today. <clears throat> Excuse me. That. Um, uh, it's very easy to become uh, uh, angry and and negative, and you know when you think about it, you know what's what's happening uh, in our world and and how people are treating each other. You know, it is so easy to get wrapped up into that. It's so easy when you have it being blasted at you from the television to the radio and and, you know when I I think when um, the 24-hour news cycle started came out everybody thought it was a good thing but I think there's also times when it's not so good and I was one of those people I still do it to some degree you know I watched the 24-hour news cycle and then suddenly I started noticing the 24-hour news cycle is, is not really I'm getting new news I'm getting the news replayed to me over and over again, you know, so it's a, it's a clip. So whatever happened the first eight hours tends to get replayed uh, either on the same show or on other shows, but they're all talking about the same thing over and over and over again. And a lot of it's been pre-recorded, you know, so when we're looking at it in the wee hours of the morning and we're watching those 24-hour news cycle, those things are usually taped. Uh, when most normal people are up and awake. <laughs> so all we're doing is being bombarded and, and blasted with the same news. And, and news is news. For some reason, <clears throat> when we listen to the news, people tend to listen to news because they want to hear the negative side of the news. Um, people tend not to listen to news when it's positive. So what you tend to hear is all the bad stuff that's going on in the world. And that can really get you down. That can deflate you, you know? That can make you feel like, you know, what's the purpose? Why am I here? What am I doing? You know, why do I want to get to know someone who's different when I'm hearing all these negative things uh, about them or how they are, uh, what kind of people they are, what they do or what they don't do? Why do I want to reach my hand or stand my hand out only to get it chopped off? You know, why do I want to live next to that person? Because maybe, you know, they're going to rob me or maybe they're going to throw rocks at my car or maybe they're going to shoot me or maybe they're going to do whatever negative thing that's going on in the news. You know, we kind of get wrapped up in that. And so in order to deal with that, we've got to be a little resilient. So my wish for you today is that one you live in the present. Be very mindful of where you are today. Be very mindful of who you are today. And really think about how can I 
demonstrate the type of person that I am or the type of person that I'm working on in this world? What can I do to make that connection with someone that would make someone's day even a little brighter, even if they don't know that's what I'm doing? You know, what can I do that's going to make the people I come in contact with feel good, either about themselves or feel good about the fact that we connected? And connected doesn't mean that you have to sit down and have, you know, an hour conversation or 40 minute conversation. It just means that maybe you smiled at them this morning. Maybe you said, hello, how are you doing? Yeah. Um, maybe you, maybe you, you laughed or you told a joke. Uh, you know, maybe you surprised somebody and, and instead of saying, you know, just hello, how are you doing? You said, bonjour, or you said, um, or you said something in Spanish. Como, I'm going to mess it up. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but you said something that got their attention, that made them know that you were thinking or considering them. You know, maybe in a passing discussion, you heard them say they liked a particular thing or they were doing something. And you actually asked them, how's that going? You know, that makes a difference. People think, oh, they heard me. And people want to be heard. People want to be connected with. You know, you look them in the eye. You know, instead of walking past them, not looking at them, instead of looking at your phone, you know, because you're reading your emails or you're reading texts or you're looking at a video or you're doing something, you actually looked up at someone, looked them in the eye, and shared a moment. You know? So my wish for you is that someone shares a moment with you today that makes you feel good. My wish for you today is that you share a moment with someone today that makes them feel good. And that you both realize that you are heard and that you are respected and that people care about you. Not only at work, but also outside of work. And even though you don't know them, that people are kind to you and that you are kind to people. So that's my wish for you today. So I want to, as we get into that and talk more about, and begin to talk about resilience and, and what is that and, and you know, why do we even need it? Why, why talk about it? And as I, as I said when I started talking, you know, there's so much crap going on in the world today. There's so many negative things that we're hearing about, you know, whether it's what's happening with the, with the uh, ice raids and, and how uh, we see the children crying on the television. And you wonder, is this where I live? Is this the United States I live in? Or, or whether it's... <clears throat> It's uh, we're being bombed or or we're looking at other countries and we're seeing floods and, and people trying to survive or we're seeing wildfires and brushes and we're just trying to see them. People are so upset and there's so emotional pain, much emotional pain that uh, we see going on uh, in the world today. And it just kind of, you know, tears at your heart. And maybe you're taking care of a loved one uh, who is 
uh, not well and uh, who may not be getting better. And you're, and you're watching them in pain or you're watching them suffer uh, and you want to be able to take that pain away and you, and you can't do it. Or you see a child, you know, out playing and suddenly fall off the swing or they fall down. You, know, you instantly have that tug at your heart, you know, where you want to make their lives better, make them feel better. Or someone says something very nasty to your child, be it a racial slur or they're fat shamed or or they're shamed because of their age, or they say something that, that they don't necessarily know what they're saying or understand the impact that they may be having on you as they're saying it. <clears throat> but it, it, it again, it tears at your heart. So all of these things become accumulative over time. You know, you listen to... <clears throat> To the news, you know, you turn on the news, so many people have been killed, so many people have been shot, it's been a massacre at a mall, it's been a massacre at, at a library, it's been something bad has happened, you know, there's wildfires, we've got, you know, floods, we've got tornadoes, we've got all of these things that we don't have any control on, the control of necessarily happening. And then something happens, you know, to a neighbor of yours, someone there in your community, maybe the community center where people would gather and, and connect and, and really have a good, maybe that burned down or you had, to, it's going to close down or people aren't connecting like they used to or there's some sort of crisis in the church or or something in your spiritual community is not the way you thought it was. There's a realization that, again, that hits you. And all of these stresses, be, you know, keep coming up and, and happening, you know, or something huge. And I, and I think about the huge thing that happened. I think that was maybe an awakening in the United States that, yeah, something bad could happen to you. What's 9-11? I know we talk about that all the time uh, in our country, or we make reference to that, but that was really big, you know. It was the first time we actually had another country uh, fly into or cre create a uh, terrorist act within our country, at least within my lifetime. And so to see that actually happen and be captured on television and then it replayed over and over and over again till it's embedded into your mind, it's embedded into the fabric of your being, that considers stress. And if you had family who lived in New York City, if you had family who intimately experienced that because maybe they were a part of it or maybe they died in 9-11 uh, or maybe they had children uh, who were deeply affected by that and you wonder how is it how can we get back how can we get back away from that you know what can we do as a person what can I do as an individual to bounce back you know I think about that as it relates to you know I want, I want to go play play ball and maybe I pick up a ball and I try to bounce the ball and the ball is deflated. I don't realize it's deflated because it feels like it has air in it before I bounce it, but when I bounce it, it doesn't bounce back. Why? Because the air has been knocked out of it. And sometimes that's how we feel. We feel like the air has been knocked out of us. How do we get that bounce back? How do we put the air back in? That's what we're going to talk about when we come back from the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red Says, Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into from the inside out to reach carla walker or her guest today call us at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to carla walker from the inside out at gmail.com now back to the show hey we're back today we're talking about resilience bouncing back how do we do that and, and and to give some context in terms of what we're talking about, let's give a, you know, a definition or two in terms of what we're talking about as it relates to resilience, or at least how we're defining that term uh, as we do our discussion today. And we're talking about the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or, or toughness or things that are that are hard, you know. And and we want to talk more about, you know, how do people deal with difficult events that change, you know, our life that what enables us to do that? What is it that that helps us do that? You know, it's a, is it something that's just innate in all of us? Is it something that's special that people have? Uh that uh, uh, other people don't have, uh, you know, what is, you know, resilience? You know, one thing I do know that it is an ongoing process and that it requires time and effort uh, and uh, it engages people in taking a variety of, of steps or a variety of ways in terms of in order to build that resilience. So <clears throat> it's how we are adapting uh in the face of adversity, what do we do in those instances when adversity hits hits you in the face? You know, what do we do? You know, at the time when there's a uh, a trauma or a strategy or a tragedy um, that threat that's a threat or something significant happens that's an extreme source of stress. Um, how do we handle that? How do we move past that point and bounce back? How do we put the air back in the ball? How do we do that? What are some of those things that we that we do around those particular uh, those particular scenarios? You know, because there's a great deal of emotional pain that's involved um, usually um, uh, at that time during that trauma that trauma or that tragedy or that stressor and, and there may be even sadness that are and, and all very common in us we've all felt that 
you know, who's, when you suffer a major adversity or a trauma, you know, in our lives, you know, for some people, it's the death of a loved one. You know, um, when you think about uh, some folks who have, you know, been married for years and years and years, 20 years, 30 years, you know, one of them dies, it seems that uh, it kind of feels that everybody, that they, they may give up and, and you see them uh, just appearing to uh, just letting go and, and, and not putting that air back, not bouncing that, their, their, their sadness just overwhelms them and maybe they're not able to do that. Um, or you see, you know, people who are grief stricken after a tragedy, maybe the loss of their home. You know, that hits them so hard, it's hard for them to get themselves back up. But they got to do it, you know. So how do you do that? What are some of the things that you do uh, or that we can do in order to make that happen? The first thing that we have to real realize is that there's a clear link between, and I, I didn't think about this until I started, you know, really looking at this. There's a clear link between stress and resilience, you know, when, when, when we talk about that. Usually resilience comes out of out of a stressful situation. You know, we we figure out how do we deal with the stress or the stressor that has occurred. And the stressor can be of anything. And when you think about stress, you know, it could be a variety of anything. How do I bounce back from that? How do I bounce back from the fact that I didn't get, you know, a position that I wanted or I got fired or I got laid off? What is my bounce back? Or how do how do I how do I do that? What are the things I need to do? You know, that's causing stress, causing me stress, personal stress. Uh, having someone else or friends who are going through that, sometimes we take on their stress. But how do we bounce back? How do we help them as well bounce back? You know, having and 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 there's some factors that that are innate or that are are part of that and. <clears throat> As we look at, you know, some of the leading psychologists, you know, one of the things, and this particular psychologist, Susan Cabasa, said that there are three elements that are essential to resilience. One is a challenge, you know, she says resilient people view uh, a difficulty as a challenge, not as a paralyzing event. I think it's important to think because we can't get paralyzed within the resilience. We can't get paralyzed, not resilient, within the stressor, within the event. We can allow that to paralyze us, and uh, and 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 that can happen. So if we if we change our perspective, change the way that we're thinking about this thing that's that's occurring, this stress that's occurring, it can help us move further. She also mentions commitment as one. And and she relates that to say that resilient people are committed to their lives and their goals, and they have a compelling reason to get out of bed in the morning. Now think about that. You know, if if, if you don't have a reason to get out of bed in the morning, if, if you don't have a, a compelling reason to get out of bed in the morning, maybe you stay there all day. And what are you accomplishing? What are you doing? You know, how are you feeling? And I, I can say that I have had those days uh, where I was so uh, either stressed or, or sad about something. I didn't feel like getting out of bed. 
And I didn't feel like I could do anything, but I needed to get back to me. And 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 my friends <laughs> that I would talk to, and I said, I got to get back to me. I'm not feeling like me. I didn't know how to express or explain what I meant by that. But, you know, I wasn't doing the things that I would normally do. You know, I love, for example, I love sports. I love playing sports. I particularly love playing games. And there was a time in my life where I, where I was at a point where I wanted to play, but I just did not have the energy. I did not have the strength to do that. So mentally, I was I was drained. Mentally, I, I did not feel that I could do it. And I, and I, at the time, really didn't have anybody saying, get up, go, go out, go do this. I'm helping to do that. I had friends who were listening, but I didn't have, I didn't have or I didn't hear. Maybe that's better because they may have said it, but I didn't hear it because mentally I wasn't there um, to hear them say, you know, you got to get up, you got to get out, you got to go and do something. You have to, to get back. All I could say is, I'm not feeling like me. I got to get back to me because I know when I am at my best, I know how I feel. I feel, uh, I feel resilient. I feel, you know, uh, enthusiastic. I've got energy. You know, you can hear it in the way I walk. I see it in the way I walk. You can hear it the way I talk, how I move, all of those things. You know, but you know, you've got to have a commitment to something bigger uh, than yourself, and to have some reason to get out of bed, um, to get out of bed in the morning. And and also the third thing that that uh, Dr. Kabash talks Kabasa talks about is having personal control. You know, the resilient people spend their time and energy focusing on situations and events that they have control over. You know, it's this thinking about those things I can control versus worrying or, or worrying about or constantly considering those things that I can't. Uh, there's a quote from uh, Abraham Maslow that says, uh, uh, if the only tool that you have is a hammer, you tend to see every problem as a nail. And I've heard that before, but I didn't really... I didn't really get it. I didn't really understand what they're talking about. But, you know, if you think about it, this relates to what we're talking about here in terms of resilience. If if I only have a hammer and everything I see is a nail, what am I going to do? I'm going to constantly hit at that nail and hit at it and hit at it and hit at it. And maybe I don't need to hit at it. You know, maybe I need to look at those things and we can combine that with what Dr. Kabasa is saying, if instead of, you know, just hitting at it with that hammer that I've got, you know, I need to think about what personal control do I have here? And those things that I have control over, I work on. Those things I don't, I let go. Okay. How good are you at letting go? How often has somebody said to you, just let it go? You know, you know, and how do we how do we talk about those things that are setbacks uh, or that are tragedies or those things that happen to us? Do do we think of them as something that are perpetual is always going to happen to us? You know, do we think of it in in the in the sense of 
this is something that's permanent, it's going to be with me forever? Or are we more optimistic and see the effects of this tragedy or this event as only a temporary thing? That it's not something that's permanent. You know? um, uh, so, so Dr. Martin Siegelman, uh, Martin, uh, Dr. Singelman says that, you know, he gives the example uh, that says, you know, my boss didn't like the work uh, I did on a project rather than the boss never likes the way it likes my work. You know, so instead of saying he doesn't like anything that I do, you know, it's just this one particular thing, project that that uh, I may have had or, you know, this thing happened to me. You know, maybe my house burned down, but gosh, you know, we're still all together. I think you hear that, you know, we can survive this. This is one thing that we can let go of, that we can move past, uh, that there's not a permanence to. It's not going to happen to us all the time. And... We also don't let um, uh, these setbacks that occur to us um, affect other unrelated areas of our lives, you know? So, uh, and, and I think we say this all the time. I hear people saying, I'm no good at anything. Well, is that, is that a true statement? You're not good at anything? Nothing good is happening to you ever? You know, or is it just this one thing that's, that's not happening? You know, is it just this tragedy? Is it just this incident that has occurred? You know, and also what uh, 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 Dr. Singleman had, Singleman had says that people who have resilience don't blame themselves when bad events occur. Instead, they see other people or the circumstances as the cause. You know, now. I have a question him or ask about, you know, where does that fit in terms of responsibility or, you know, uh, you take responsibility for those things that, that you created or that you did. But many times things are out of our control and we assume or we assume the, the uh, right for that or we, we, we wear that like a badge of honor as is something that uh, uh, we did. Uh, something that we need to uh, work on um, because it's, we own it when it's not ours to own. Again, it's another one of those instances where we need to to know when to fight that battle and when to let that battle be fought by someone else and when to identify when this is my responsibility and when it isn't. You know, you're not responsible for the whole world. Um you are responsible for you. You're responsible maybe for your family. But there are some things that are the responsibility of other people and other things. We'll talk more when we come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. 
Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into from the inside out to reach carla walker or her guest today call us at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to carla walker from the inside out at gmail.com now back to the show Hey, welcome back. We're talking about resilience. And and one of the things that we have learned, or as I've learned in terms of doing this and and, and looking at, you know, I've looked at psychology today, I've looked at studies from Harvard, I've looked at, you know, uh, on the internet mind tools, I've looked at a variety of different sources. And one thing that keeps coming back over and over again is that resilience is not something that you necessarily have to be born that you're born with and it's innate or that you automatically know how to do resilience can be developed it can be learned and it can consistently be improved on when we talk about strategies for building resilience or strategies for for being able to bounce back for getting that air in that ball that it's not a one size fits all uh, uh, strategy, you know, so you have to work on the strategy, do the things that work best for you. So you have to figure out, you know, take a little bit from this, take a little bit from that, try it, see what works, what doesn't work, let it go, you know, work on what's working, identify some other things. But you can learn to develop or build upon resilience. Now, we also know uh, for sure that. Uh, you can start building resilience or developing resilience in children early, you know. Uh, according to a study from Harvard, it says, you know, the single most common factor for children who develop resilience is at least one stable and committed relationship with a supportive parent, caregiver, or other adult. Okay, that's in terms of, of building resilience. And that the foundation of resilience is a combination of supportive relationships, adaptive skills, building, and positive experience. Okay. Supportive relationships, adaptive skill building, and positive experiences. Those are a foundation uh, for, for resilience, you know. And so what we know, and, and as you know, you know, you have kids, I have kids, you know, well, I have an adult who I still think of as my kid. You know, I think that's going to happen regardless. But what we know for sure is that children need to know that there is an adult in their life who believes in them and loves them unconditionally. And there are children who don't necessarily, who always have that. But when they find that one adult, it could be a teacher, a uh, caregiver, it could be a relative, you know, it could be a colleague from work or uh, could be a mentor. 
when they find that person, you begin seeing them blossom and you see them become more and more resilient and more confident. And also the kids will live up or down to our expectations. So if we don't expect much of them, if we expect them, we have low expectations of them, then they will meet our expectations. And that's true in children as well as in people. You you teach people how to treat you. You teach people how to relate to you, you know. The way you think about that person is the way they will tend, they tend to relate them, or you tend to see them that way, regardless of what they do. So with that in mind, when we're, we, as we're developing this resilientness in, in children, you know, we just need to uh, uh, remember that, that resilience is something that can be developed not only in children, in teens, in young adults, even in older adults, you know, you can continue to build that resilience uh, in those in people. And one of the things, or one way, uh, that I found as we were, as I was uh, preparing for this this day today, is that Dr. Uh, Kenneth Ginsberg uh, created a model called the Seven C's of uh, Resilience. And the first one, and this is. Uh, particularly as you're talking about building resilience with children, the first one was confidence. You know, it's the feeling of knowing that you can handle a situation, you know, effectively, you know. And and you see that with kids when they're trying to figure out how do I do this or something that's happened, you know, they're not sure how to handle it or or what to do about it. And and I I see it, I've seen adults not sure of how to handle something uh, and I've seen that kids who are comforting them uh, because they're better able to uh, handle that situation. So I mean, we, we have things that we can learn from children as well as teach them. But um, helping them build their confidence uh, is important. And, and even before that, competence is, you know, it's the child's belief in their own abilities is derived from their competence. So how are you teaching your child competence and that they are competent in the things that they do? You know, how are you letting them know that? You know, and if and these seven C's that we're talking about work not only with in terms of building uh, resilience in children, but also with adults. So competence, uh, confidence, Connection, okay. So developing close ties to family and and community, you know, it creates a a sense of security, you know. You know, helps them, you know, build strong values and and prevents them usually most of the time, I would say, to alternative, you know, destructive paths, uh, and to love and attention. Uh, the fourth C is character. You know, developing a solid sense of of morals and values to determine, be able to determine right from wrong, and to demonstrate a a caring attitude toward others. You know, how often have you seen that, and, and and you wonder, wow, where where are you learning your values? What values do you have? Where are you being teach? Or you see a a kid, you know, with 
great care for others. I think of those kids who, you know, maybe they started with a lemonade stand um, to because they wanted to help, you know, a neighbor or community, or they saw a homeless person and then they wanted to, you know, get, you know, get money to provide blankets or. Um, uh, they wanted to do something that help other kids. You know, you wonder where did they develop that sense of caring uh, for the community, for other people. You know, that that's all the tests of their character. And and <clears throat> excuse me. And then contribution as well. You know, they realize that the world is better with them in it than with them out of it. You know, because they are in it. You know, understanding the importance of personal uh, contribution. Um, as a sense of purpose and a sense of motivation. Uh, and and uh, number six would be coping. You know, learning, learning to use uh, effectively, to cope effectively with stress, you know, helps them better be prepared to overcome life's challenges. You know, and as you think of it, if you watch little kids and the stresses of being a little kid, right? Uh, that they go through, you know, learning how to deal effectively with children who may not be so nice to them, maybe bullies, or, you know, how do they deal with that uh, helps them learn how to deal with other things. Remember, it's putting that tool or more tools in that bucket. You know, again, I think of Maslow. They don't just have a hammer. Now they're getting additional tools that you're teaching them uh, as it relates to how to build a more effective person, how to build uh a more effective emotional state, mental state, because I have other things that I can draw from, you know, in terms of coping with that. Um, and the last one is says control, realizing that they can control the outcomes of their decisions. Uh, those that can do that are more likely to bounce back and, and understanding that he or she can make a difference. That also promotes competence and confidence, you know. So according to Dr. Ginsburg, you know, teaching them these things, and, and he gives examples in his, in his book um, uh, on, uh, on uh, uh, building uh, reliance on children, he gives more examples in terms of, of how each, you can do each one of those things. Uh, but I thought, well, you know, think about building resilience or developing someone to be resilient. Uh, but I think more and more in the world that we live in, we have got to do a better job of teaching uh, children and teens and helping them cope with uh, uh, the life challenges that come that come toward them. You know, I hear uh, a lot about, uh, and I have experienced to some degree, you know, uh, young adults now who. Uh, are having trouble coping with uh, the fact that they didn't get a raise or they didn't get the money at, that they wanted to at work or they weren't able to do this, this, or that. And so they, they sink into a depression or they think that there's something wrong with them <laughs> or that uh, uh, you know they'll never get another job ever again. I mean, there's, there's so many extreme emotions around that. You know, we haven't done always... Uh, a good job of teaching them how to cope with those stresses and how to bounce back, how to be resilient. And and those are the things that as a parent, as a uh, person living in this world, uh, working with 
younger children or working with young adults or if you're a mentor, those are some of the things that would be uh, important to help them learn uh, as they go through, as they go through life. Uh, that, you know, they're going to face challenges. Everything is not going to be a bed of roses. That's okay. Because with that, that you grow more armor. You're able to react uh, better. You're able to bounce back faster. The better that you that you get at it, uh, you begin feeling it. You know, your skills and communication and problem solving are important. How you're able to connect or communicate with people makes a big difference. The positive image that you have of yourself and the confidence in your strengths and abilities. You know, so again, I mentioned earlier, maybe this didn't happen or I didn't, I wasn't able to do this, but, you know, I know that I have the ability, I know that I have the skills, and I can, I will find something that will fit where I'm, what I'm supposed to be doing or where I'm going. Or this will change. I, I, I made a million dollars once, I can make a million dollars again. And maybe it's not a million dollars, but I bought a house before, I can buy another house. Or, gosh, I tore up my car, I can get another car. You know, It's that ability to rationalize that this too shall pass, or this one incident is not going to destroy me. You know, I have the skills and abilities, I have the tools in my uh, bucket, if you will. I've had experiences, the positive experiences, necessary that leads me to understand and believe that I can get through this and I will wake through that. It's the capacity to make realistic plans and to step, uh, to take those plans and carry them out. You know, it's, it's, you know, having the caring and supportive relationships within and outside your family who who are there to support you, to listen to you, relationships uh, that uh, uh, definitely uh, are loving and that you trust, and role models and others that encourage you and provide reassurance or help, you know, in those cases, you know, reaching out, being able to reach out to others uh, for help, that booster uh, or bolster a person's resilience. And we'll talk more about that when we come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you
you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into from the inside out to reach carla walker or her guest today call us at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to carla walker from the inside out at gmail.com now back to the show okay so how do we improve resilience what is it that we can do well and one of the things I saw there that I thought was interesting, they had, a, I think, a nice wrap-up uh, in terms of what we're talking about here is, is you know, the ability to bounce back from tragedy or, stra- or stresses in our life or that, are, uh, that may be extreme or that uh, seem to be holding us back. And one of the things, that, uh, there's a website called well, Very Well Minded, uh, mentioned to me was that find a sense of purpose in your life. You know, what are you here for? I think you hear people, why am I here? What am I doing? You know, um, find a sense of purpose in your life. You know, in the face of, of crisis or or, strat- or tragedy, you know, finding that sense of purpose can play an important role in your, in your recovery for that. You know, it can help you get out of bed in the morning. You know, it might mean that you're becoming involved in within your community, which will cultivate more or different relationships, um, cultivating or getting more in terms of your spirituality or participating in, you know, activities that are meaningful to you. You know, those things are all good. One of the things they do definitely is connect you with people. I mean, we, one of the things we talked about was relationships. And then everything that I looked at and everything that I saw, everything that I read relative to improving or building um, resilience in yourself uh, and with your children, the one thing that was consistently mentioned was creating or cultivating strong relationships inside and outside your family so you have that support. So, you know, find a sense of purpose uh, in your life. Build positive beliefs in your abilities. Here we go again. I can do this. You know, I've done it before. Uh, I have seen myself do it. You know, you have to be confident in your ability. You have to be positive in your ability. If you're not, then start working on it so that you are, you know, positive uh, relative into your abilities. You know, research uh, demonstrates that your self-esteem plays an important role in coping with stress and recovering from difficult events. You know, so remind yourself of your strengths and your accomplishments and what you've been able to do. You know, 
Um, that would also help. Develop a strong social network. Here we go, relationships again. You know, so you're going to find support. You may even find individuals who have gone through similar tragedies or similar challenges that you are currently going through. And you could talk about them. How did they get back? How did they bounce back? What's some of their experiences? And that can also help you find, you know, ways of coping or getting better. Embrace change. So one of the things that we know for a fact is that change is inevitable. Change is going to happen every day. You're either going to go with it or change is going to move around you. It's going to go through you and you'll be stagnant. I think we talked about this maybe a couple of weeks ago about the the positive effects of change. Um, But you've got to embrace it and go with it. You know, you can't stay stagnant. You've got to be flexible. Even though you don't want to, you may not like it, but a little flexibility will help you become more resilient and give you opportunities to branch out, maybe in in a new direction that you hadn't thought of. Be optimistic. You know, it is so easy not to be optimistic. It's so easy to wrap yourself around in pessimism, but look for the silver lining. Think of the good that could happen. Think of it as an opportunity to do something different, to get better at something, is, you know, mm-hmm. staying optimistic, even the dark periods, the dark times in your life. I know it's difficult. I've tried to do that, uh, and and it can be very hard, uh, but it's not impossible to do. But staying optimistic can maintain a hopeful outlook for you, uh, and it's an important part of your resiliency. You know, that positive thinking, it doesn't mean that you're ignoring, you know, what the problem is or the issue is or the challenge. It doesn't mean that at all in order to focus on the positive outcomes that can come out of it. But it does mean understanding that your setbacks are temporary. Okay. Again, this too shall pass. You know, this is a temporary setback and that you have the skills and abilities to combat the challenges that you face. You see, we keep coming around to some of the similar themes. Nurture yourself. This is all about self-care. You know, you got to take care of you. You know, when it's, it's too easy to neglect your own needs, it's too easy to throw yourself into something else and forgetting about yourself. I've done that too. You know, something bad happens or something negative or there's a challenge or a threat, throwing yourself into work. You know, and neglecting your knees, easy, 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 easy thing to do. Throwing yourself at a problem or at something else or trying to help somebody else and not thinking about yourself. Easy to do, but it's not good for you. You've got to take care of yourself in order to be more resilient. Develop your problem-solving skills. You know, get better at it. Maybe you do okay, but, you know, branch out. You know, try to... Uh, Practice on your problem solving on a regular basis so you can be better prepared to to cope when when you have serious challenges. Establishing goals, you know, and then maybe focusing on those goals, keeping your eye on the prize, as we as we often say. Take actions to solve problems. Okay, again, you're building your tools, your toolkit, your toolbox. So you mm-hmm. no longer just have a hammer in there. You've got other tools, other ways to actively uh, help you feel more in control, you know, rather than just waiting on things to happen. You know, try to be proactive and allow you to make the reality that you want 
and as opposed to it it happening to you you make it happen and keep working on your skills you know it doesn't stop uh, with you know one uh, one try or or, or uh, uh, with one thing you just got to keep continually working on your skills and if how can you be you know resilient I mean these things can work and work as well as um, work outside of work you know there's so there's so much in the workplace is changing so rapidly and and because of globalism you know and, and so international customers you know partner organizations in different time zones you know and into a fixed working out working hours or downtime you know uh, the changing or the decline of job life you know people uh, used to retire and then they go off and as they would say they would you know relax you know people are still working even after retirement in fact they're beginning second careers and jobs you know and and the environments that they work you know if you work in the city like I do you know everybody has a side hustle you don't just have one job people have two and three jobs you know you know it's new technologies that are in demand a constant updated skills and expertise you know think about the phone think about the television think about all the technology that's out there we have to or we need to keep abreast and make sure we've got that information updated so that we can continue to uh, uh, be able to utilize it so as an employee <clears throat> or as an employee you know think about taking care of yourself and as employers encourage physical well-being, encourage healthy eating, exercising, you know, encouraging folks to quit smoking or offer counseling, you know, sensible drinking, you know, promote a healthy psychological environment, you know, promote an environment that's open and trusting in terms of the management style um, and atmosphere, you know, train your employees to consider the mental well-being of staff, train, train your managers to consider that, you know, provide job security and try to avoid large layoffs, you know, train staff in new skills so that they're prepared to cope with the new challenges uh, that come through. Uh, offer coaching, uh, get a coach, get a mentor, you know, there's so much uh, that that you can do. Provide uh, um, mental health, take you know, take advantage of the EAP uh, that your uh, workplace may offer. It is confidential if you're having some issues. You can talk to usually a, a counselor or um, a coach there or go outside of work. And uh, if you're not comfortable doing that, if you think, you know, somebody will find out, um, which normally they do not, you know, go outside and get someone who can talk to you or help you work through the challenge or the tragedy and get help you develop some skills. You know, perfect your communication skills uh, and build those strong relationships that we talk about. There's so much that you can do in order to continue to improve your ability to be resilient in terms of the ability to bounce back, you know, in terms to put air in your ball and to get out there and be your best self. Love being with you today. This is Carla from the inside out. Take care. Be resilient. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to From the Inside Out. 
Be sure to join your host, Cara D. Walker, for another episode of the program next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have the best week.